Empire. The sports gambling content arm is reinventing itself. Yeah, if you look up Caesars and, and boxing and you see the outdoor rings, you know, outside Caesars Palace and then Evil Knievel jumping over, uh, <laughs> you know, all the cars and trucks out in front of the palace. Like, there's just this great legacy of, of what Caesars means. That's Ken Fuchs, head of sports at Caesars Digital, where utility and rewards go hand in hand with attracting betters. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Graham Weinstein. The wild west of land-grabbing sports bettors continues as jurisdictions around the United States legalize sports betting. Promotions and advertising barrages have followed, but but we are in a 2.0 of retention for places where we are in years two and three of gambling, and the team at Caesars is finding its path with name-brand broadcasters and offerings that go beyond just being a mobile betting provider. Our guest this week is Ken Fuchs, who's the head of sports at Caesars Digital. So let's catch up on the rollout of sports gambling nationwide and how that is evolving over time. Hey, Ken, how are you? Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, Let me just start with just a couple of things that have been happening recently in your sphere. Um, The NFL draft just did occur. Can you kind of talk about how Caesars got involved with the draft and, and how you're activating in and around the NFL these days? Yeah, I mean, what an amazing week, right? We had the draft in Las Vegas for the first time, and and who does live entertainment better than Caesars in Las Vegas and the NFL together, right? So when you think about all those drones flying over the strip with the red carpet and and everything going on, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, we had the, the the draft theater uh, where actually the draft takes place. The players walk on stage, shake commissioner's hand, come off, do all their interviews, put on their hat. Um, and anybody could come to that and, and show up and, and watch. Uh, and then we also have a draft experience where people could come with food and games and, and kind of one of one of a kind autograph opportunities. Uh, and Caesars has a presence there uh, as well. Caesars Sportsbook. And then you know for us we you know Caesars Caesars Sportsbook in Caesars Palace. We have a special setup at the link uh, right by the uh, in that that place the promenade near the Ferris wheel where. You can actually bet. It's kind of a remote sports book. Almost think of it as like a, a food truck type sports betting opportunity. So it, it's really cool. There's just a ton of AV and, and planning that goes into it. NFL's a, a great partner. We're, we're their official casino partner and, and a sports book uh, partner as well. So it's, it's been a lot of fun to plan for and, and see it get pulled off. Okay. L- let's talk about sports gambling. We're still... I don't know. What inning are we in? Two, three? I mean, a lot of jurisdictions have changed. A lot of them still haven't. So how do you guys kind of view where we are in America as sports gambling legalizes? Yeah, well, first of all, let's not forget that Nevada is massive in sports betting. It's been that way for for decades and and mobile for over a decade in Nevada. So uh, it has been obviously around. Uh, You know, what happened in 2018 with the repeal of, of the federal Law passed by which prohibited allowed states to to one by one legalize on on their own terms and regulations. So you've seen that happening at on an accelerated basis. So you know we're now in 23 states uh, for sports betting. We have 
17 of those states are, are in, well, including the jurisdiction of Ontario, which just went live, uh, are now mobile as well. So it's fast and furious. Um, you know, we just uh, launched three three new ones this past uh, Q1 in winter, and uh, we, we have several more that we think are going to come in the next uh, 8 to 12 months as well. So how do you guys think through, now that you've gone through it a number of times over the last few years when a jurisdiction changes, how do you think about customer acquisition and marketing and reaching out to get people involved with Caesars? Yeah, I mean, I mean look, first of all, when you think about Caesars, the brand is is incredible in terms of its historical legacy around sports and, and what it's meant when you think about some of the title fights. And, you know, if you look up Caesars and, and boxing and you see the outdoor rings, you know, outside Caesars Palace and then Nebel Knievel jumping over, uh, <laughs> you know, all the cars and trucks out in front of the palace. Like th- there's just this great legacy of, of what Caesars means. And, and of course, we care a lot about, you know, live entertainment and I think sports betting fits right into that. And so, you know, for, for us, the, the rollout is really about kind of bringing together those two things. And it's really about having fun and, and being responsible around gaming. And I don't think anybody does that better better than Caesars ultimately. And so, you know, we, we leverage a lot of our own technology. We leverage uh, Caesars Rewards. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. But, you know, the fact is, you know, when you look at, I think, what people want out of a sports betting operator, we really provide the, the product and the access that I don't think anyone else can really match. Um, boy, I mean, Evil Knievel was ridiculously popular in his time, but in the social media era, oh man, what would he oh, be no. now? I've <laughs> <laughs> been pretty interesting. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So obviously there's a tremendous amount of competition in the marketplace. Um, can you kind of take me through how you guys see that and view that and attack that as you're trying to acquire customers? Yeah, in a couple of different ways. I mean, first, you know, coming back to your question about branding, we don't just view this as here's a promotion, come come to our app. You know, I think it's really about telling the Caesars narrative and story. And when you look at our advertising with JB Smooth and the Mannings and Halle Berry, it really is about like that aspirational aspect of the brand um, and how when you become, uh, you know, part of Caesars, you are a Caesar. And the fact that you get all the experiences through Caesars Rewards with tickets and access to, you know, our, our resorts, you know, restaurants, as well as, you know, promotions in the app, there's experiences that we can bring to the set that no one else can based, based on who we are. So, so we start there, but then you also have to have a great product, right? At the end of the day, people are coming to bet sports. So you gotta make it really easy to get your bet down, get in, register, get your money in, uh, find the thing you want to bet on, bet it, track it, and then, and then be able to withdraw your money and then repeat and, you know, for us, doing all those simple things really well and stringing together end to end has been a huge focus for us, just the foundational aspect of, of that. And I think the fact that we own our own technology platform and we can innovate and iterate really, really quickly on the customer experience as we understand the U.S. market. And that it's all local, it's all here in, in the U.S. allows us to really move very quickly to build something that is continually getting better and continually meeting the needs that we see. And so it allows us to unlock things like you know, for Major League Baseball betting the next batter up, what's he going to do? Or for the, for the NFL, what, what is the next drive? What's going to happen? Uh, allows us to add a lot of interesting bets based on what the customer asks us for in real time. So, you know, I, I think the fact that we're building this bespoke, um, controlling the tech, controlling the product with a great brand, with Caesars Rewards, with great access in all these states is, is something that really is hard to match. Is there been anything along the way here that you've been surprised by that 
betters and people who are involved what they want. Are you surprised by any of it? That's a great question. I, you know, I think it is the, the appetite for um, live betting. Like I, I think you see this very different from the UK, uh, this, this understanding of fantasy sports, I think really steep the sports better in, in data and stats and following players. So there's a lot of interest in, in player props uh, and live in-game betting because that's how people have followed sports here for a long time in terms of you know having a team for fantasy and then watching those players play on Sunday across all the games. So, you know, I, for me, I think it's really seeing how fast that's accelerated as people get comfortable with the vernacular and, and getting into betting. And then I think the second thing is you know, the partnership with all the leagues and teams, right? Like, they, I think there's a halo effect in in terms of accelerating the industry because you know we have partnerships with all these leagues and they've really leaned into sports betting as they understand that a regulated environment where you shine a light on this industry and you can build it up in the right ways is something that um, you know builds their business and builds ours at the same time. So yeah. it's been really wonderful partnering. With all I wanted around. I wanted to ask about that with a league partnership or a team partnership or whatever comes down the road. Why to you that matters to have that relationship with the team or the league itself? Well, uh, for a couple of reasons. One is um, they have great data. So we, we use a lot of their data that informs our, our pricing. Uh, it allows us to offer different types of products uh, effectively. So that's one. Two is, you know, the leagues have unique experiences that we can work together on. So, for example, we sent... Um, you know, a lucky customer to the Super Bowl on a private jet with a stay, you know, at Caesars Palace the night before, the night after, you know, working with the NFL. Like those are things that are once in a lifetime experiences that only we can do. You know, in in Madison Square Garden, we might send a few a uh, few customers to skate on the ice during you know morning practice. You know, you know, I think through our relationship with the Rangers. So I, when you look at the the leagues and teams, they just have assets that that no one else does and. We think about um, allowing our customers to experience that in a really unique way. You know, it, it really brings a lot of value. And then, you know, lastly, they, they have, you know, a deep database that's of season ticket holders and fans and they're very passionate about their teams. And so combining combining what we can offer with their databases is, is another way for us to, to acquire customers that we know are, are potentially interested in sports betting. So what I'm hearing from you a little bit here is like initially when, when you see a lot of the advertising and marketing for all of the different groups that are trying to acquire customers, it feels very transactional. We'll offer you this, but we want you to bet on that. And then these will happen. It sounds like that your mission partially is that and partially is to be less transactional. You want to offer things that would invite people to properties that would incentivize them in different ways. Has that kind of been a strategy for Caesars? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you become a Caesars customer, not a Caesars Digital or Caesars Sportsbook customer. And so the way that works is when you sign up, you get a Caesars reward number, unless you already have one, which 60 million people uh, do, actually. And when you have that, every time you bet, whether you win or lose, based on the amount you potentially win from that bet, you earn you earn rewards credits. And then those rewards credits can be translated into free bets, but they can also be translated into you know experiences all the things that Caesars Rewards offers across our properties you know all over the country and so you know for us I think it's it's really not just about hey are you coming in and betting sports we, we want to do that better than anybody else and we're investing a lot to make that best in class 
but it really is your you're part of the Caesars experience um, when you when you play with us, and that has value across uh, all of our locations and all of all the different things you can do with Caesars, you know, in all of our places in the U.S. All right, let's talk about content a little bit and and how you see that moving forward. My old colleague from ESPN, Trey Wingo, is working with you all now and producing a tremendous amount of content for you. There are probably others that I'm not recalling at the moment that I've worked with through the years that are making content for you all. How do you see that arm as a value add for Caesars and essentially what is a gambling company? Yeah, it fills a number of needs for us. One, sports betting is fun. So, you know, people love the stories behind it. They love access to data and interesting information to inform their decisions. You know, and, and so you can do that through great content and, and bringing context to life around the games or the draft uh, and what's happening on the pitch or the field in terms of how you think about, okay, I'm going to make this better. I want to make this decision. I feel really good about it. And this content validates it. It's also educational, right? You have, you have something that is fairly new to a lot of people with, you know, a whole glossary of terms and, and ways of, of betting and different things to try. And so I think, you know, leveraging our, our talent, Trey and, and Rachel and Kenny Main, you know, in ways to explain things and provide examples in, in, in you know, fun ways um, is another way that we use that content. And then look, at the end of the day, we're all sports fans, right? And and like the storylines, whether you're, you're betting or not betting are, are just continual and amazing. And there's always something new and, and it's a passion for, for a lot of people. And so, you know, like they help us bring, bring that to life. And, and if, you know, for us, our, our brand is, is really about around that experience and entertainment and information and, and they help convey that. Where do you think it's going? Do you, do you believe there will be pregame shows that are Caesars created? Do you believe this is ancillary content that finds its way onto the internet? How, how do you kind of see the vertical growing? Yeah, I, I think it grows in a variety of ways. So a good example is we work with ESPN and they've got their uh, studio in Las Vegas that faces Caesars Palace. They do a daily show called The Daily Wager, yep. uh, which we contribute a lot of information and talent to. It's a show that's a sports betting you know, on, on the biggest sports network in the country. You've got CBS Sports, where we have a relationship with uh, with their HQ product, where they cover it quite a bit. And they have Sportsline, which is a dedicated subscription product, uh, all, all content tied to sports betting. You know, for us, obviously, social is, is a big part of our distribution strategy. In, in this day and age, you don't necessarily have to have a destination where people come. Um, but of course, we have our sports books and we have the app, but it really is about pushing it out on social media and leveraging every platform in, in a different way based on the type type of customers that you find on those platforms and the type of content that works. And so, you know, we think a lot about, you know, the content we create, whether video or animated or uh, audio, um, and then, you know, which platform we're leveraging and, and pushing it to. But, you know, we, we use all of them and we think about it in a distributed way for content. I want to ask you um, about a specific type of content provider. Recently, ESPN re-signed Adam Schefter, Adrian Wojnarowski, who are their major newsmakers. There was a lot of rumors that one of the companies like yours, maybe not specifically yours, would try to get them to come and work for them. What's your opinion of 
having a, a literal newsmaker, someone who is breaking news in sports, would that matter to your growing content arm? That depends how you use it, right? I, I, I know Woj, I worked with him at Yahoo Sports. He's amazing in terms of his ability to sniff out things that are happening in the NBA. Um, you know, I, I think if, if their goal as, as journalists is to break news for, uh, the general public and, and to do that in an accurate way, quick way, and, uh, you know, an informational way, that's fulfilling. You know, for a, for a sports betting operator, you would like as much access to information as well because you're trying to create as accurate pricing, um, and odds as you can. So I'm, I'm, while it probably is helpful, I think the goal of, of those types of uh, writers, journalists is, is really about, you know, feeding their fans and their public information as, as they learn stories. And so, you know, I think it'd be interesting if a, a sports operator hired one of them, right? Because at what point are you serving cross purposes where you want some information that may not be public, but you're really hiring these guys to, to push information out. Um, but they do an amazing job. I mean, it's incredible during the NBA draft. There's, you know, sitting with Woj and watching him break every pick yeah. <laughs> before, yeah. before it was announced on TV. Um, you know, they're, they're incredible around that. But I, I do think that there is a role for content and understanding things like injuries, you know, before they break yeah. you know, on a wider basis. Yeah. And I, I think all of us invest in resources that help us understand what's happening in given markets um, as fast as, as we can because, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to provide accuracy in, in, in our odds and our pricing. Yep. Um, on that line, um, I'm curious what your position is on transparency by leagues and teams about injuries themselves. Um, take the case of the NHL where they don't even reveal what the injury is and they don't even give a time frame for how long an injury may keep somebody out. There are other leagues that give a little more information than that. And in the case of the NFL, they have streamlined injury reports that come out. And I guess we could argue the veracity of them, but they're there and they seem to be more informational. How do you see this developing with the relationship now that sports betting operators are literally working with leagues and this information is imperative? How do you see those two things kind of living in together? Yeah, the more transparency, the better. I mean, it's not just for us, right? It's for fans too, because they're, they might be playing fantasy sports and they're trying to decide who to start. Um, you know, for sports betting, we want to have the ability to bet as, uh, you know, market as soon as possible. And, and we want to give people the opportunity to bet those as well. And if you don't have full information, then sometimes you have to wait, you know, until day of or hours before or pull down markets until you have more certainty about it. And so, you know, the more transparency we have, the better customer experience it is and better fan experience it is. And so, you know, I think I, I look at it through that lens, which is, you know, transparency helps us, but at the end of the day, they're, they're really there to serve their, their fans. And so more transparency, I think helps fans make decisions around all the ways that they engage in uh, players and data, um, you know, whether it's sports betting, fantasy, or, or simply, you know, what to watch. And so, you know, I, I would hope that, that it's hard, right, in this day and age because injuries are, it is not black and white, always in terms of, you know, the severity or whether someone can play or not. Sometimes they don't know until game time. And so we have to respect that process. Um, but I think the more information you can push out there, the better. All right, last thing, Ken. Um, what do you guys, what do you guys have coming up? 
What kind of initiatives can people look for from Caesars and Caesars Entertainment? Baseball just started, uh, and so for us, there's there's a lot of fun stuff you can look at in our, our baseball betting. You've got same-game parlays where you can bet on players and your favorite team kind of all in one parlay, uh, which is a lot of fun. You can try, you can bet the first inning, uh, you can bet the ninth inning. So I think baseball is a really fun way to bet because it, you don't have to just bet the whole game. You can chunk it up. It's really structured. Uh, golf is, is obviously kicking in high gear with the Tiger a couple of weeks ago and, and moving to the next tournament. And I think you'll see from us some interesting golf products come out this year. And then, you know, we're always thinking about it. And so there's a, there's a number of interesting new markets that we'll offer uh, going to the fall. And then we're always innovating on the app in terms of uh, the experience and adding more and more to our rewards products so that when you come in, you're a Caesar customer. You get a lot of benefit from it, not just the, the sports betting piece of it, which is which is primary, but also the secondary aspect of, of loyalty and, and making sure that we value you as a customer and that, that you can see that in everything we offer you through, through Caesars Rewards. Ken Fuchs is the head of sports at Caesars Digital. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Brad. Great to be on. On the next Future Sport Podcast, we'll dip back into the NFT space with one of the forward thinkers. The fact that collectibles kind of became the thing that, um, you know, got people interested and excited, I think it's very logical, right? It takes an experience um, that we all have in the real world um, and it applies it to, uh, you know, new technology that creates ownership in the digital world. So, you know, it it doesn't surprise me necessarily. Um, I think it's more of like, it's more, it was more a question of like when, people will sort of discover this idea of digital ownership and assigning value in the digital world. That's Gugan Palrecha, CEO of NFT Star and the former vice president at Dapper Labs that changed the sports collectible marketplace with NBA Top Shot. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.